The uh, reason I wanted him to stand, he didn't tell the rest of it, he's been working out. And he came to me and asked me about working out, and I said, no, ask Moses is over there because he does that. And he's working out and doing those things, okay? Because this is a church that we believe in the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Right. And so we've been working out and, and losing weight and doing the things that we need to do. Let me tell you, people, you start feeling better. She, I don't want to put her on the spot, but uh, Belinda back there has been working out, and I've been holding her accountable for how long? Raise your hand, sweetie. Just stand up a minute. <laughs> she came in and said, I can button my suit all the way up right now. <laughs> and when you look like that, it, I ain't going to tell anybody when you're 70 plus, man, that's a beautiful woman there. <laughs> right, and so this is why we're doing that. And we were supposed to uh, uh, gain, th lose 300 pounds as a church. We've done that. And we're supposed to gain, get, lose 400 pounds. We've done that. But we, made it, we had a problem. Okay, what's the problem? Ask me. It's 406, so we can't, I, I can't stand that. So we've got to go for 500. <laughs> yeah, we're going for 500, so make sure you let Lana know, all right? Because we want to be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Walk around the block. Walk around the block. Do things to stay healthy. Here's what we do over here. We've been talking about this, the invitation of Christ, imitating Christ is a new attitude. And it's, a, it's an attitude like Christ. And, and what, what I'm trying to do is to get us to understand that I love that scripture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. This is what we're talking about. Do you know what that means? A new attitude. A new attitude toward everything in your life, period. And so this is what we're trying. Uh, uh, when, when, you have, when you become a new creature in Christ, you all with me? Because I feel good about this message. When you become a new creature in Christ, it's one of my favorite things. God is reproducing himself in us through the Holy Spirit. That's what it's all about. God is reproducing himself in us through the Holy Spirit. Now, we're not, you know, I don't like, uh, 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 I understand prosperity, and I understand everybody wants to have a good time, and, and they want to jump and shout. No, not in, I, I don't mind the shouting, I don't jump having a good time, but how are you living your life day to day is the most important thing. Do you understand? And it's all right to have a good time and to do all that. You can do that in a few minutes at 12 o'clock, the Chiefs playing their game. And, That's right. And you can do this here, you know, with them, and then you can go rah, 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 rah at three because the Packers are playing. But so, you see, but we can do all that. But what we want to do is what we heard here. Right. We want to know that we can change our life. That's our responsibility. It ain't God's responsibility to have you to walk. He's given you the tools to do that. It's not his responsibility to tell you when to stop eating and what to eat. We know what it is, right? And so we want a new attitude in this church because we know that Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Isn't that right? right? He wants to do that to our bodies, to our minds, to our spirits. That's what he wants to do. But he is a lion, demon, because we are going to be as Christ was. And Christ walked in perfect harmony. Yea, did. And the Bible tells us to be what? Be perfect as your Father is in heaven. That's scripture. Or be, you understand what I'm talking about? So perfection is what we're out of here. We're never, anytime, how many of you like sports in here? Amen. All right. Anytime you're never good enough, you can win. And on Monday, let's talk football, on Monday, they look at the film. 
And even if they, you've won, they look at the film and see what they can do to clean some stuff up. Does that make sense? Well, we want to do that with our lives. We want, what can we, with your marriages, what can we do to clean some stuff up? That's right. As individuals, you've got to start with the marriage. See, some people work on the marriage. You know what I'm saying? The marriage ain't the problem, the people in it. That's right. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Say amen to that. Come on. All right, so we have to look at it. We've got to clean some stuff up. You see, what can we clean up? Uh, let's talk of marriage a little bit because when that falls apart, kids suffer. Do you understand what I'm saying? And some of you all have, have experienced that. Uh, so what we want to do here is we want everybody to make great decisions in this church about everything. That's right. Not only what we eat. Not only what we buy. It's who we fellowship with. Come on. Because if you're dating somebody, there ought to be a fellowship before it becomes a relationship, right? That's right. Fellowship, relationship, and then it goes from there, right? That's right. The reason some people fail, because you didn't give me what I wanted, the reason some people fail, they get in a marriage and they ain't got a fellowship or relationship. That's right. So we're going to go fellowship, relationship, then we get into the next step, right? Because if Satan comes to kill and steal and destroy, he wants to do that with families. The best way to do it, and guess what, men, you love me? If you cut off the head, the body will die. That's right. You see, so that's why we're so hard on men over here, right? I don't know if some of you all heard about it. This young lady got a divorce, I think it was Thursday. After the divorce, she went home and killed her three children and killed herself. Yeah, you can pull it up, yeah. Yes, then that means something was wrong. She didn't want a divorce, right? That meant she thought everything was wrapped up in who? Yeah. Right? I love Sister Gwen, but no, 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 no. And she loves me. No, 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 no. It's got to go here first because if no matter what situation or how dark it might get in your life, if you imitate Christ, you can make it through those things. Amen. Do you understand what I'm Amen. talking about? So say new attitude. New attitude. We want a new attitude. There are things that the Bible promises us that's very important for us. It's, it's very important. Born again means new attitude, people. I'm telling you. It means new attitude everywhere. Everywhere in your life, right? You see, a lot of people like prosperity. You don't need prosperity. You need to learn how to handle what you got. Come on. Does that make sense? That's right. Okay, here we go. Go ahead and start reading here. Now, let me, I'm going to talk about Timothy here a little bit. Timothy was raised by his mother and his grandmother. Now, don't get all upset and want to quit the church and pastor this and that, right? When boys are raised by their mother and grandmother, they have a tendency to be a little timid, right? Because you can't be a man unless you see a man, all right? And so, some, so there were some issues that he had because of how he was raised, okay? Because of the way he was raised, right? Some of them are looking at me like they all, don't get mad at me. I wasn't the one that left you with them boys. That's right. All right? That's right. That's right. Right? It's a fact. You can't be a woman unless you see a woman. You can't be a lady unless you see a lady. Right? Because God put, put us together here. You know, if, you have, if your son has to look for a role model outside of the house, something's wrong with you. If your daughter has to look for a role model, come on, out of the house, something's wrong with you. Do you understand? Now I'm not talking sports. They can look at the heroes. That's a different thing than a role model. A hero is somebody that does something well that you like. I'm talking about role models, right? And so if we here at Christ Temple North, we want to do it right. Isn't that right? That's right. We want, we want to do it the right way, and it starts with the right attitude. That's right. Does that That's make right. sense? 
You see, you know why people get poor and lose their money? They don't have the right attitude toward money. That's right. You've got to have the right attitude toward that, right? You see, you heard this young brother get up there. He finally had the right attitude toward his body. And when he got the right attitude toward his body and he began to love himself, when you love yourself, then you ain't afraid to work on yourself. But you can't work on yourself unless it's revealed to you what you need to work on. Are you with me? Are y'all with me? And see, this is why we wanted, we want to hear these kind of stories. Everybody saved in here should be, right? You're going to heaven. I I got that covered. I don't need to hear no stories about heaven. Now, this is me. And I don't need a lot of history stories. When I read the Bible, I need some direction. Come on. In my life. Does that make sense? That's right. Well, t- we're talking about Timothy here. And so Paul's writing to Timothy, and he has to encourage him about some things in his life because Tim- Timothy had a ministry, of course. He had a ministry, and he, and he had gifts, of course. And all of you have gifts, and everybody in here has a ministry. I mean, I'd be a preacher because, you know, as African Americans, we think a calling is always preaching. No, no, no. Calling means ministry. All right? And then there's all kinds of gifts the gift of love, gift of encouragement, and that can be some people's ministry, right? Do you understand that? Fathering is a ministry. Mothering is a ministry. Fathering is a ministry. Right. Mothering is a ministry. That's right. Jesus made it even clearer than I made it when he says, you have mothers to who? The motherless. Fathers to the what? Fatherless. That means that's ministry, right? right? Because the word ministry means to aid another. All right, so we want to be able to, we want to, be able to do everything on this earth that God created us to do. That's right. Are you with me? Here we go. So he wants to read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 through 7. And he writes, I thank God whom I worship and serve with a clear conscience the way my forefathers did. As I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. So he's writing this letter. So he's writing a letter. So that must have been a letter must have been written to him. And so so he says, I'm constantly doing what? Praying for you what? Because there's something going on in, in his life. There's something going on in his ministry. So Paul is saying that uh, I'm praying for you night and day. All right? You ain't got to pray for somebody that's doing all right. That's right. All right? He goes on to say that as I recall your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. He says, as I recall your tears, I long to see Because he wants to see this young man because he loves him. He, you know, some, he was like his spiritual father. That's one of the things that's lacking in, in, in the church today. People don't pick spiritual fathers and spiritual mother. So Paul was Timothy's spiritual father. Because, you know, some people have biological fathers, but they're not spiritual. So they have to get a spiritual father. All right? He goes on to say that I remember your sincere and unqualified faith, mm-hmm. the surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ. So he surrendered his how much? Entire self. His what? Entire soul. His what? Entire soul. So that means body, soul, spirit, and heart. It all belongs. You've got to surrender to God. When you surrender to God, then you start taking care of it. That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right? And he did this with confident trust in his power. He, and he had confidence, trust in whose power? God's, God's power. power. God's wisdom and goodness. Wait a minute. God's what? God's power. First of all, you're powerful. Because you have confidence in God's power, which is in you. That's right. And God's wisdom. God's wisdom will take you someplace that knowledge won't. Now, now what happened to me is they wanted to give me a blood infusion. Is that what it's called, blood infusion? And I was sitting there eating breakfast with my daughter, uh, uh, Elizabeth, there. 
And I was telling her that, you know, I'm, they, I'm taking these vitamins uh, that the doctor had for 10 years. I've been taking these vitamins, uh, iron pills, and uh, uh, that's not working. And they were a little nervous, and they wanted to give me this. And we sat and eat breakfast, and she had asked me, was I taking it with what? She said, are you taking it with calcium? I said, yes. She said, that's why it's not working. Ten years. So when I went to see the doctor, I said, no, we're going to wait a while. Because I ain't trying to set up no chair in no six hours to get that. And so, you know, all right, so I started to, and then I talked to my doctor, the regular doctor, which is a new doctor, and she was really upset that nobody had told me this. And she says, I want you to take them to those vitamin pills together instead of separating them, two together, I only had this doctor a year, two together and, and take them with a little orange juice because it's got vitamin C in it and it will help the, the iron go all through your body. I went to the doctor and had my report on a Friday and they said, wow, everything's sky high. So you just, you, we ain't nothing we can do. You don't need to do any of that stuff. All right, here's the problem. Wisdom Wisdom, wisdom surpasses knowledge. That's right. That's right. Are y'all with me? And so, so, so when, God, when you are a child of God, listen to me, I'm going somewhere with this. When you are a child of God and you love the Lord, he will sit with, you can sit with your daughter and, and having breakfast and the Holy Spirit will speak through her to you to help you do something that they didn't know nothing about or That's told you anything right. about. That's God's wisdom. So this is what we're trying to do in this church, right? You know, uh, when the music stops, I'm still just as happy. I still have the same joy in my life. Do you, are you with me? Because God has given me something inside me that people can't give me. They can only give me outside stuff. All right, here we go. Now remember, this guy's a little timid here a little bit, and he needs to know that he's going to be all right. Okay? Again, surrender your entire self to God in Christ with confident trust in his power, wisdom, and goodness. All right. A faith which first lived in the heart of your grandmother Lois see, and your see, mother Eunice. Sometimes you have to get it from somebody else. You see, he got it from where? His grandmother and his mother. Now that's great, isn't it? It's a shame. Not from grandpa. Not from his father. That's right. But from his grandmother. Come on here. You know, see, uh, see, I'm glad, see, I'm, I'm glad he's got it somewhere. You see, and most people want to preach this sermon on Mother's Day and Grandmother's Day and get on. No, no. I'm glad for he got it somewhere. I'm disappointed from where he had to get it. Well. Because where he should have had to get it was somewhere. His father. His father or his grandfather. But he did get it. And it passed on down. That's why some of you all need to think about it. Look me, got all these kids. What are your kids getting from you? Well, say that. What are your kids getting from you? You see, a lot of part-time kids are part-time Christians because they got part-time parents as Christians. You understand? You see, because one of these days, your kids are going to need something stronger than themselves but they won't be able to make it because you didn't give them what they needed to help them to make it through the tough times, because there's going to be some tough times. That's your life, 
right? So it's important that you come to church and bring your children to church and Bible studies and read and have devotion at home because they're going to need it further on down the road. You see, they don't know they're going to need it, but they're going to need it. You, you didn't know you was going to need it, but you, you know all the stuff. Look at all the pain that some of you have been through in your life. Say amen to that. Amen. If, there'd have been, if you would have had the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding and the foresight, you wouldn't have went through all those things. That's right. And some of you are bold enough to say it because, well, I'll say it, because we didn't have the parenting. Right? We didn't have the parenting that we needed. So when we become adults, we were really just children in the spirit. Jesus. Instead of being adults in the spirit like we need to deal with, because when you've got adult problems, you need an adult spirit. That's right. But if you can't have an adult spirit unless somebody, if you've inherited that spirit. Do you all understand that? And so it's, I'm glad for him that his mother and his grandmother uh, 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 gave him what he needed, but I'm sad that he had to get it from them. All right? Here we go. Again, Paul is telling Timothy that he is confident that that faith is in him as well. He said, see, I'm confident it is in you because you inherited from grandma and mama. He said, I'm confident in that. But he's talking to him because he needs a pep talk. Okay? He says in verse 6, that is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God. So he, what he had to do is, you know, the light was getting dim. And Paul says, you got to fan it. Fan it, get that thing back on fire again. That's right. Because sometimes when you go through life, come on, somebody knows what I'm talking about. That, 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 that thing ain't a flame. Only thing you got is a spark. Come on. You see, and you need to fan it so the flame get back there again. Do you understand what I'm saying? I may be the only person that has ever had to do that, but I understand that some, I've been just with, with just a little bitty spark. You see, and you have to, you understand what I'm talking about? And so he, it doesn't matter. You, he's saved. You can be saved. You can be, but sometimes, it, I'm telling you, you got to start fanning that thing. You see? You understand? And once you fan it, it'll catch back on fire again. That's right. That's right. You understand? Sometimes you, you may not be able to fan it. I'm, this is me talking from the Gospel of Johnny. You may have to get somebody else to come over and fan it for you. Come on. To get that thing flaming right back come again. Do you understand what I'm saying? But he's got a problem here, and, and, and Paul is trying to tell him. He's trying to get him back to where he was before. You see, now this is, yes, come on here. Because he, he, he was doing really good. And what happened was there was a lot of confusion and chaos going on in this church. And that's when Paul got upset and told him to tell the women to be silent because he didn't suffer them to teach. Y'all know that's the scripture, right? That's and right. then our Baptist brothers and sisters used that, or our Baptist brothers used that to say that women shouldn't teach in the church. But, you know, and then you go on the next book and it says there's no male or female in God. But he, so he was writing the churches with a problem, right? So if he wouldn't write in this church with a problem because our, our ladies in here are as strong as our men. That's right. Isn't that right? That's right. So we don't want them to be silent because when they silent, then that's just half of us. Yeah, but when they can speak, then, we're, then now, now we got something going on up in here, right? All right. But he done that because Timothy, remember, he was raised by his parents, his mother and his grandmother, so he was having a little problem with the women in the church. And then, you know, God told him, because you all read it when you go home, says, and tell the women to be silent, and he didn't suffer them to teach, and he said, tell them to go home and ask their husbands. You know where I'm going, don't you? What if you ain't got a husband? Well... What if your husband don't know? Well. You see, so we can't do that, right? 
So we want our women, we are, we are, our women are very important here. Some people, when, we, when they first come here, they see the women do, every, do communion and, and then the men do it and we do it every other, what, what would happen if there were no men? Okay. You got my point? Everybody in here, do this. You need to fan that gift up. That's right. Fan that gift up. Get that flame going back. That's right. You know, he didn't say, he didn't say ask God to fire. He said, no, you do it. That's right. Huh? That's right. Yeah, just walk around your job tomorrow doing this. I'm fanning my gift up. All right, here we go. Again, that flame, that inner fire, the special endowment, which is in you through the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your organization. He's saying people can pray. He said, when you prayed, and he was talking about ministry, he, he got, you know, do you know that you can come up to Pastor Fields or one of the other ministers and say, I just want you to pray for my gifts? That's right. Yeah, you can do that. They don't, they don't have to know what it is. Pray for my gifts. And because and, 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 you, you know you're special. <laughs> you know you're special. Amen. Uh, right, right, right. So, and you know you've got gifts, right? That's right. There's none of, when you get saved, everybody got a gift. Yeah. You, you got a gift now, right? All right, here we go. Because we're told in verse 7, God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Okay, he didn't give us a spirit. Now we're going to go over these words. God did not give us the spirit of what? Timidity. And timidity means what? A lack of self-assurance. So wait a minute, God didn't give us that. Where's that coming from? Where's your lack of self-assurance? Where's that coming from? Who told you that? Huh? Where's that coming from? All right. Because if you're a child of God, he didn't give you that spirit. That's right. The Bible says, try the spirits by the spirit. So when you, where did that come from? Because God didn't give you that. That's right. All right, keep going. It's a lack of courage. The lack of courage? What, what, wait a minute. Confidence. Confidence? Bravery. Come on. It's easily alarmed. Mm. Timidity is shy. Well, where did that come from? Nervous. When I'm in my gift, how can I be shy? Huh? Come on here. God didn't give me that. Huh? The lack of confidence? God didn't give me that. That's right. All right. Timidity is also nervous, weak. So nervous about what? You, what amazes me is people who are nervous. I've asked people to pray in here. They'd be like all nervous. Um, do you pray at home? Well, Why are you nervous? All you do is stand up here talking to folks who need the same thing you need. That's right. Close your eyes. Nervous? About what? You see, you nervous because you're going to go get an interview? And you just heard God gives you power? That's right. What are you nervous about? Come on. You see? They ought to be nervous when you walk in there. That's right. Hoping you'll take the job. That's right. All right? And this other one, I'm just going to do this so we can get past this week, because I can't handle that next one. Wavering. Wavering. Feeble. Feeble. And fearful. And fearful. What is that? That's the wrong spirit. That's right. These are spirits that God did not give you. So when these spirits come up on you, and you're getting to think about that, you need to denounce those spirits, because they're demonic. That's right. Because anything that God didn't give you is demonic. That's right. Here we go. He also did not give us a spirit of cowardice. Now, the spirit of cowardice, let's do, do that one quick. 
Lack of courage to face danger. So what? It's life. There are people dying because they're afraid to go to the doctor. Because I don't know what they might say. Yeah. You might want to go because you might want to find out what they're going to say. Come on. And men are the worst at it. They don't go to, I ain't going to go to the doctor and let them test my, take my prostate. You don't go. They'll be touching more than that. That's right. That's right. What are you afraid of? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Men, we just done what? Breast cancer in uh, last month? Check your breasts. That's right. Two percent of men. Well, I don't want to know what I want to find out. No, I want to know what I want to find out. That's right. Ah, uh, come on. That's right. What you don't know won't hurt you. Yeah, what you don't know will kill you. That's right. That's right. Come on here. You're right. <laughs> it ain't going to hurt you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on. You got to have that courage and, uh, all right, whatever word we're on next. Cowardice is also lack of difficulty or pain. Firmness of purpose. You know, I had a friend that was afraid to get shots. And I said, man, why don't you get the flu shot? Oh, man, I don't get no shots. He would get sicker than a dog every year with the flu. This is, I'm serious, this is true. From a little pinch. That's right. You understand? I'm afraid, I'm afraid. I'm a this, that. Come on, man. It's the wrong spirit. That's right. That's right. It's the wrong spirit. You see? If I would have asked uh, Steve to preach, he'd have got a little nervous. He just got through doing it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he did. And I said, I almost want to say, let's do the benediction. Let's get out of here. <laughs> here we go. God did also not give us the spirit of fear. He didn't give us the spirit of fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Who should I fear? He didn't give us the spirit of fear. Fear is the wrong spirit. You know, Satan had a sale, and he wanted to sell everything he had, and so people were coming, his little demons were coming and getting all, you know, he had like a garage sale, he's having a garage sale. His little demons were calling by and uh, discouragement, all these kind of things, discouragement and liars and all those things, and he got down to it, but there was one real shiny thing up there, and one of the demons came to Satan and said, I want that, and Satan said, nah. That's fear. I'm going to keep that. I want to give that, keep that to intimidate Christians. Fear intimidates Christians. What are you afraid of? I'm asking you this. What are you afraid of? People come in here. I like talking about life. Say, give me a life lesson, Pastor. Life lesson. Yeah. You picked the wrong somebody in your life. And wind up breaking up and fear. I ain't gonna never get anybody in my life. I'm too scared I'll get hurt. Come on. God sends you the right somebody and you shut down because you've got fear. Some of you in here need to get another job. Some of you in here need to get a better job. That's right. You got fear to lose the old one. Come on. So you just stay in the box. Come on. You know, we talk about Sister Carissa all the time. That's crazy. No person ought to ever leave job security, ever. 
and go on their own and have no idea how they're going to make it. That's insanity in the flesh. That's right. It's an opportunity in the spirit. That's right. That's right. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. I have no idea where I'm at. Sorry, I'll get you back. All right, sir. Because God has given us a spirit of power and of love. He's given us a spirit of what? Of what? Power. And love. And of sound judgment. And sound judgment. Sound judgment. Sound judgment. Every decision I make, I make a decision with sound judgment, is going to work out for me. That's right. That's right. Because God has given me that. He's given me that to use in every aspect of my life. When you go buy a car, sound judgment. A house, sound judgment. A relationship, sound judgment. Invest in your money, sound judgment. Sound judgment. That's right. Be sound about it. You understand? And when you have sound judgment sometimes, it takes you someplace you don't want to be. That's right. It makes you get rid of something you want to hold on to. Because sound judgment is only going to deal with what's good for you and what God wants for you. All right? He also gives us a spirit of personal discipline or self-discipline. God gives us a spirit, what? A personal discipline. The most important thing a Christian can have is discipline. That's right. You see, this young man just got up and talked to you. You know, it, it takes discipline to push away from that table. That's right. Yeah, it takes discipline. I'm telling you, it takes a lot of discipline to get up and walk in the mornings. Mom. It takes discipline. Yeah, it does. It takes, it takes discipline. Come on here. It takes discipline, right, to do that exercising, Come on. you see. That's right. You know, I, I was going to wear my, my suit, that one that I said I will, I'll wear it next week. It took a whole lot of discipline to get in it, but it's, I'm in it. Come on. It takes discipline. God ain't coming down here to tell you, come on here. It takes discipline, and God, God has given us the discipline. You all have it. You just don't want to tap into it. You got to tap into it because it's there. That's right. That other stuff Satan's giving you. God has given you everything you need and the discipline you need to carry it through. That's right. Yeah, he has. All right? And self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings. See, the, you don't never want to do that. Get caught up in your feelings. You've got to control your feelings. You've got to control your feelings. Because sometimes your feelings will take you someplace you don't need to be going. That's right. Or sometimes your feelings will take you someplace too fast. Sometimes you'll buy things according to your feelings. Come on. You see? And sometimes you put people out of your life according to your feelings, right? Sometimes you put the wrong people in your life according to your feelings. So you, you, you don't want to deal with that. Get, get a, and sometimes people live in their feelings. Get out your feelings. You see? You, let me tell you something. Some people can't take instructions because it gets in their feelings. Pastor's trying to run my life. Who wants to run your pathetic life? What, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, you know. Just, oh, yeah. There have been people in this church that said that. I'm like, really? You ain't got enough life to run. Right? Oh, yeah. Because they get in their feelings. Oh, come on. Come on here. You know that. All right, here we go. Self-discipline is also overcoming one's weakness. You got to self-weakness. Excuse me, sir. Self-discipline means to overcome what? Your weaknesses. But you got to have the discipline to be able to understand and the courage to do something about those weaknesses. That's right. You see? Now, you all know now, 
one of my greatest weaknesses is sugar. And it takes a whole lot of discipline, okay, for me not to eat sugar every day. Now, I'm down to just one cheat day. Sunday's my cheat day, so I ate some sweets yesterday. It'll be a struggle today. So it's going to be a struggle today. It's a struggle today. But you had your cheat day. Yeah, but I had my cheat day. It's going to be a struggle today because guess what? Sugar will kill you. That's right. That's right. Sugar will kill you. All right. Okay. So, I mean, I'm trying to get you to understand that every one of us in here has something we need to overcome. That's right. And we got to overcome our weaknesses. You see, some people's weakness, and I know some of you in here, I'm looking down, your weaknesses is trying to be man-pleasers. And you can't please somebody who don't know what they want. Come on. When I mean man, I'm talking about women, whatever, please, right? That's a weakness. So we're going to overcome our weaknesses in here because we have discipline. And we have self-control. Keep going, please. Self-discipline is also the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. See, I'm going to do what's right no matter how hard the temptations are for me to abandon it. I'm going to do it. It's discipline. Discipline tells you get up out of that bed, put some clothes on, walk around the block. Ten times. Yes, it does. Discipline tells you back off that table. Yes, it does. Discipline tells you pay your tithes. You should do that. I got to do that as a pastor. We make it your choice here. Pay your tithes. Wait a minute. Here's how it's supposed to be. Pay your tithes, pay yourself, pay your bills. That's right. Pay your tithes, pay yourself, pay your bills. That's discipline. You see, most people do it the other way. Well, what's left over is ours. No, 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 no. What's left over is theirs. That's right. Right? It's discipline. It's discipline. Discipline? Come on, guys, you love me? Discipline is, I'm not married to a maid. Discipline is, I hate washing dishes, but I'm going to wash them. Now you can just put them in one of those things. You see, I wash yours because I don't know how to run the dishwasher. So I, you see, you know, no, discipline is teamwork. That's right. That's right. That's discipline. Discipline is doing things you don't like to do. Women, y'all love me, don't you? They've been doing it for years. Discipline is us doing our part. That's right. All right, come on. Men, come on in here. Wow. Discipline is also correction or regulation of oneself for the sake of improvement. Sometimes I need somebody to discipline me. You want to improve? You really want to improve? That's right. God may send you me. He might send me to you. Let me tell you a story. There was a guy that got sick in this church and was at St. Luke's. Okay? And the men just came out. I should have got them. They, right after church, they went to the hospital. And here's what they told him. You know he's coming. (laughs) They said, you know pastor's coming because he got sick. Would you stand up, please? (laughs) 
That's good. All right. That's right. You see? Yeah. Remember that? And wait a minute. I'm going to tell the story. He loves me. <laughs> Pastor Fields went in and prayed 10 seconds and fussed five minutes. The head nurse came, and I'm thinking she's getting ready to put me out. And after I got through, she walked me to the door and said, we need more people like you to come up in here. Yeah. But look at him now. Because sometimes, listen to me, sometimes when you say you want discipline, God makes he's going to send somebody to get in your face. But he's trying to save your life. That's right. That's right. So you can't get better and not be challenged to be better. And this is what this church is about over here. We challenge ourselves to be better. Because Christians can't be average. Say amen to that. Give God a hand clap amen. about that. Amen. All right. And having this spirit results in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Having the spirit. You're very calm, have a well-balanced mind, and you have self-control. You see? Somebody else may be acting a fool. Don't mean you have to. That's right. Somebody might call your name. You shouldn't get mad unless you are that. Well, come on, come on. Somebody call you. If you react to it, that means you are that. Well, if you ain't that, what are you reacting to it for? That's right. Boy, it's quiet in here. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's just be real. You going to respond to it? Let me tell you something. When someone calls you something and you respond to it, you're trying to convince them that you ain't. That's right. It's the other way. Don't respond to it because you know you ain't. That's right. Amen to that. That's right. Why? Because you're a Christian. You, you're a Christian. You're a child of God. You can't be ugly. Right? You can't be weak. Right? That's right. You can't be timid. Right? Teach. If you're a child of God, right? You can't be lonely, right? Okay. All right. It's because we have self-control, Pastor. Self, that's right. Self-control. Which is the ability to control oneself. We have the ability to do what? Control myself. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to do what? Control myself. The Holy Spirit gives you the ability to do what? Control myself. Then don't be getting out of control. All right? In particular... One's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult no, situations. No matter how difficult the situation is, we control ourselves. That's right. You see? You know, there's, there's just certain things that we can handle. Just control yourself. They can be out of control, but I'm going to be in control. No matter how difficult the situation is, control yourself. Does that make sense? How many, most of you got jobs, right? You're going to have some ignorant bosses. That's right. That's just common sense. That's right. Right? You stay in control of yourself. You see? Because miserable people want you to be miserable. Right? But you control yourself. All right? Somebody call you ugly. I think you don't know. No. Really? Okay. That's right. Right? You ain't qualified. Okay. 
Right. Who's important enough to cause you to be out of control about what they say? Well. You understand? I was uh, at, uh, I forgot, I think I was at the bookstore out in Johnson County, and, and uh, this little girl came up and grabbed my hand. I had short sleeves on, and she started doing this. And her parents were mortified. And she said, you can't, don't, don't, don't. She said, but I just want to see if it rubbed off. <laughs> that was sweet. She didn't use no N-word. She just a little white girl, seen her, you know, I, I had no, what if that? But they were, they lost control, I didn't. That's, right. That's about as innocent as you can be. That's right. They raising her right, because she didn't know that it was people of another color. She thought I was the same color as her, and somebody put something on there. <laughs> you see? Oh yeah, yeah, control yourself. That's right. But they came and was all nervous, thinking I was gonna be out of control. What kind of man would have been out of control when a little child, somebody that doesn't have spiritual discipline? That's right. Y'all with me? Yeah. Or uh -huh. someone that doesn't have self-control. Yes. Which is also the quality that allows you to stop yourself from doing things you want to do, but that might not be in your best interest. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta stop doing something you wanna do because it ain't in your best interest. It's also restraint exercised over one's own impulses, Whoa, emotions, or yeah. desires. Sometimes, you know, I got to have restraint over my what? Impulses, emotions, and my emotions, or desires. That's what, that's what God gives us. That's what the Holy Spirit gives us. Folks, I want us to live a life like this. This is the life I want us to live. If we just get this here, you be healthy. It takes all the stress out of your life. All right. God wants us this way from the message in verse 7 and then from the voice. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. God wants us to be what? Bold and loving, loving and, sensible. and sensible. That's what he wants us to do. And be sensible. We all got gifts. Everybody has got a gift. Be bold with your gifts, but be loving and sensible. All right. Or the voice says, you see... God did not give us a cowardly spirit. He didn't give us what? Cowardly spirit, no. but a powerful, loving, and disciplined spirit. He gave us a what kind of spirit? Powerful and loving and a disciplined spirit. How many of y'all believe that? Amen. Then we need to start living like that. All right? In verse 13 and 14 from the voice says, Remember the words that you heard from me. Retain them as the model for healthy and sound teaching. So this is what I want you all to remember what I told, talk, taught you this morning. You'll be healthy. You'll be healthy. You see, yeah, yeah, you'll be healthy. Some of you are unhealthy because you don't have any discipline. You don't have any self-control. Some of you are in some bad places because you're too timid. Some of you let people talk you into things because you're too timid. No means no. Yes means yes. All right. A sound teaching in the faith and love that are available in Jesus, the anointed. All right. Keep going, please. As for the precious thing entrusted to you, protect it with the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. God has blessed every one of you with something. 
protected with the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Protect it. Protect your morals, your principles with the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. That's right. Protect it. Protect it. All right? And then we will not live in fear, church, as we're told in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 33, that says, Whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear or harm. I didn't write that, but I should have wrote it. <laughs> if you listen to me and listen to what I'm telling you, you can live a good life. That's right. I want you to live a good life. I want you to have some good homes, some good relationships. I want you to be healthy. All right? And following the Spirit, we will also have discipline, as we're told in Proverbs 15 and 32, that says, those who disregard discipline hmm. despise themselves. When you don't have discipline, you despise yourself. But the one who heeds correction gains understanding. But a person that can heed, heed correction gains an understanding. Did you get an understanding this morning? Yes. All right. And then if we follow that, Proverbs 19 and 20 says, Listen to advice from the pastor and accept discipline. And accept it. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. You'll be counted among the wise. Say amen to that. Say amen to that. All right, all right. Because this is what we want in this church, discipline. You're not supposed to have a sad life. You're supposed to have a joyful life. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yes, yes. Give God a hand clap. All right, all right. I just feel good today. I feel really good today. And I look at you all out there, and I want you to be healthy. I want you to be solid and have a concrete life, solid as a rock. You know what I'm saying? And it starts with just accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If anybody hadn't done that, they can do that now. This is not joining this church. has nothing to do with joining this church. If you want to accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you can do that now.